0: known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl S. Joining me today is Miss Jennifer. Hello Jennifer.
1: Hello everyone. It's
0: been so long. It has. And today, since you can't quite tell all the time because Jennifer likes to pop onto the Fangirl Zone and help me out with stuff, we are talking, oh my god, Season 2 of The Handmaid's Tale.
1: So epic.
0: And I am very happy to say that I managed to get a bunch of people at work to start watching. They binged the first season, and then I've been seeing nothing but posts online, so we'll probably be talking about it when I go to work today, about, oh my god, I can't believe that that happened in the first episode, which... It was crazy this first watch.
1: That is oh my God, so crazy. And yes, I too have converted a lot of people. I'm like, look, you really gotta watch this and I'm like eh, I don't know if it's for me. I'm like, just watch it, just watch it. I promise, I promise. And so finally I got my daughter to finish season one. And there is actually uh an event happening at uh Savannah College of Art and Design for the Handmaid's Tale here in Atlanta. They have a SCADFash and they have a museum um that features clothing and they have some of the costumes from Handmaid's Tale on display there and they are doing a, a special event. They're going to screen episode three and there's going to be um, a reception and a Q&A with some of the cast members. They haven't confirmed which ones, but um if you know which one uh which members of the cast are currently here filming in Atlanta you can probably figure it out. I haven't had time to look yet. But um they're doing that and then they are also um, they're yeah, they are going full handmaids um at SCADFash. It's happening on April thirtieth and you can actually go through Eventbrite And the screening is free, but if you want to become a member of SCADFASH, which gives you access to the cast member Q&A, and you get to see the exhibit with all the costumes, um, I think it's around 50 bucks. So not bad because that's your annual membership, and they do have some amazing exhibitions at SCADFASH as a museum. So it would be totally worth it. That's actually pretty cool. I am so
0: far away, so I cannot do that. So Jennifer will hopefully be able to get in and get some. Uh, I am.
1: I am going. I am definitely going, and I'm gonna definitely try to uh, get us some, uh, at least some some questions in, or and, and maybe a short interview. I am definitely trying for that. That'll be awesome. So stay tuned. We'll hope,
0: hopefully have that. If nothing else, Jennifer will be able to at least give us a little rundown of how it went and what everything was. Yep. So let's jump into episode one of season two, entitled June.
1: Our summary.
0: Offred.
1: And I found it. I've, well, I found it um, interesting that the first episode of season one was Alfred, and then in contrast, the first episode for season two is June, her real name. Finally, taking back her name. Yes. Yep. So our
0: summary is Offred reckons with the consequences of a dangerous decision while haunted by memories of her past and the violent beginnings of Gilead. Which, it's great, because Uh it's like, okay, we knew that this season we were going to get some, like, past stuff.
1: Yes, and it's the stuff that I'm like, after reading the book, I'm like... No, 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 wait, wait, it can't end. I need to know more about, like, how did this happen? I, I need, I need details, I, I need backstories, I, I, I need to know. And this is why I'm so glad that we are getting the se- we're getting season two of Handmaid's Tale, and we get to, we get answers to these questions. Yes. So, yeah, oh my gosh, where do we even begin? Well, when we start,
0: we basically have to start right where we ended last season.
1: Her in the, uh, yeah.
0: the paddy wagon.
1: Oh my God, that first opening sequence, and I, I know it made you mad too, I was so damn mad. Oh yeah. I was, oh my God, I was, oh, the, the noose, the noose thing. Oh my God, out. I was so mad. Well, that
0: was intense. It was. Let's, let's go back a little bit because there was a question I had for you. So during mm-hmm. the paddy wagon and she doesn't have any clue, you know, what's happening. She's like, all right, well, Nick said, trust me, I'm going to do this. And they open like the little slider between like the driver mm-hmm. and her. So she sees light, she turns around, she's looking. We don't see what she's seeing, but mm-hmm. then suddenly they, like, slam it shut. What and then she's you, like, oh. What do you oh.
1: think the point of that was? Uh, I think it was, like, to give us, like, oh, she's being rescued. But then when they slam it closed and she looks kind of de- dejected, I think as a viewer, we're like, oh, well, crap, maybe she's not being rescued and she's in trouble.
0: That's what I was kind of wondering, because it's like, this doesn't make sense. It's like, all right. Nick trusts these people who are taking her. Uh huh. But it's like, all right,
1: this happened. Maybe Nick was wrong. And then it's totally like cattle being like herded into a slaughter. Like yes. when they're going through that tunnel. Um, if you've ever been to a slaughterhouse, that's exactly how they do it. And and, and the lane just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller, um, so that the cows are single file, and they basically behead them um, in a line, and the cow directly behind the cow being beheaded, sees what's happening to the cow in front of it. If you ever go to a slaughterhouse, that's what you're going to see, and you will never want to eat meat again. Trust me. But that this is exactly what that reminded me of, is a slaughterhouse. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to kill all of these handmaids. And it seems to be the ones who did the rock drop, sorry, Aunt Lydia, in the Season 1 finale. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, Aunt Lydia is getting payback what's going on i thought she was being saved and i was like so super like on like the edge of my seat and then the nooses i I was just like well i mean there was dogs there like pushing them it was yeah they were terrifying them
0: even the well i'm assuming they were the eyes or uniform guards whoever they were like pushing them and the one was even kicking the girl in the stomach which first of all i'm like you don't she could be pregnant thank you that's exactly what it was i'm like Dude, you're gonna be up on a rack in a minute because if she's pregnant, loses the
1: baby, you're done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well and then, then just the the trauma of, you know, beating being herded in through that way and having the noose around your neck and them even pulling the lever. Yes. Like they thought they were going to die. Some managed to like kinda of hold hands a little bit. June kind of just clasps her hands together and puts her head down. And that's a callback to when she first entered the Red Center, you know, to for when she was told to humble herself. And, and she's kind of like accepting, okay, this is the end. And then for them not to do it. I mean, the stress of that alone could cause a miscarriage. Right, I don't know how she did it.
0: And, I mean, even I, the girl next to her, I mean, she sees the fear. They're all freaking out. And the girl next to her ends up, like, well, peeing on herself. herself. Yeah. And I felt so bad, cause I, and I don't remember that girl's name, but that's that really young one. Uh Uh-huh. Who I remember back when they went to the one party, she's like, I was here for a bar mitzvah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And it's like, oh, my God, this poor girl. Like, all of them. Yeah, she is so, yeah, she's so young. But the one thing I noticed when I was watching, even the first time, I'm like, they're not tightening those nooses. So if they, when they drop them, technically their heads could slip out. Right. And so I'm like, maybe they're not going to do this, and maybe it's a scare tactic. And so I had a little hope there. And so when they did hit the lever and they didn't drop, and then Aunt Lydia comes out, I'm like, oh my God, Aunt Lydia, I want to kill you right now. <laughs>
0: and let me tell you, Ann Dowd. She's,
1: she's so good. I,
0: She's one of those characters that you love to hate. Uh huh. Aunt Lydia. And I feel, and I think we've talked about this before, that's what really makes an actor. Because mm-hmm. if you can be like, oh, my God, I hate your character so much. You're amazing. That's uh, uh-huh. because, and we talked about it last season with her. It's like, okay, is she a true believer? Is she, w- you know, waffling? Is she kind of forced into this? And then we get her with this scene, and I hate her. But then in the, the mm-hmm. next scene, we see her, and she when she's ringing the bell, and I'm like, I don't know. Shh. She's a little she nutty there, like
1: in her head, yeah. She's like – she uh, the way that I saw it was like she had this range of emotions from relief to exaltation to terror, and then she just grabs that rope and just starts wringing it, and then she's like having this moment of madness. And so I wonder if – she was a true believer, and through all the things that she's seen and had to do, that it's kind of driven her a little mad that maybe she's gone religious zealot to the point of, oh, my God, what have I done? And the the guilt has... Either turned her crazy, or I, I don't know, but i mean she she did show you know a little remorse there for a second, but at the same time it's almost like she enjoyed it, yeah, what she did to these girls so i'm I'm just so confused, but the range of emotions that went across her face in that one tiny scene, I gotta hand it to that actress i mean she she's killing it, I think that's why she won was it uh oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She Yeah, she won Best Supporting, right? I, I believe so, because this was something else.
0: So let's talk about the next scene, where they're back at the Red Center, and they're out in the rain, holding up a rock on their knees, oh. on, on the concrete. Nice. And Aunt Lydia, and I'm assuming that was Aunt Elizabeth, because we didn't really mm-hmm. see the face too well. Every so often, just zapping the girls. Okay, they're in the rain, and you're using a cattle prod.
1: How smart is this? <laughs> Yeah, and they have to, and they have to hold their arm up with the rock. And they're like, you know, after a while, your arm's gonna start hurting. And yeah, you're totally right. Really? Are you gonna zap people in the rain? Do you wanna electrocute yourself too? Are you dumb? Right. (laughs) But we do get this beautiful above the, the scene shot where they're in a kind of like this circle, circular thing. And my daughter noticed, she's like, Oh, they kind of look like a rosary window, like a flower. And these are supposed to be the flowers of the society. And so I'm like, okay, the symbolism is not lost on me here. Right. Uh, well played cinematography. Well played.
0: Oh my God. And I'm just watching this and I'm like, my arm's starting to hurt.
1: Cause- uh, yeah, because I just, and they're just like screaming at them and torturing them and then we get to a point where you know they're they're finally allowed to go inside for more punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, but June is pulled aside by Aunt Lydia and it's like, no, you're special. You're a miracle. You you're not going to suffer the way the other girls suffer. Although you're the one who started this. That
0: was hard to kind of think. Yeah, because she has to like make an example of her. And she's like, oh, she's been hiding something. She's pregnant. So we're going to take her inside and get her dry clothes and food while you all watch.
1: Yeah, well, you all have to watch this poor girl get her arm singed on a gaslight oh my stove God. That was with something a else. handcuff. Uh, you don't even have to watch. And, you know, all the girls are horrified, and they're, they're screaming, and she's sitting behind them. She doesn't even see it, and you can tell on June's face that she's horrified with the situation. And then you just kind of see her face change and before she said you know i'm not even hungry i how could i possibly eat with all this going on and then she takes a big bite of whatever she's eating like you know what i i have zero fucks left to give
0: right <laughs> and the fact that she has to sit there and they're looking at her of course these people are looking at her full of hate but mm-hmm. at the same time it's not necessarily hate towards her
1: yeah and it's like, I mean, you know, that I mean, they blame her to some extent, I think, but at the same time, they know it's not her doing it. Right. And, and this was the question that
0: I, I noticed on the, the Facebook pages that we're on.
1: Are all the girls getting their hands burned? See, I don't know. They only showed the one and I'm guessing and 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 why was that one picked was she just you know in the front of the line and they grabbed her first so yeah that was a question i had too if all of them got the like cuz it was a handcuff and it it didn't look like their hand was directly on the flame but it looked like the handcuff was what was being heated to burn like a ring around their their wrist okay is kind of how I saw it, but I could be wrong. They it, they could have totally burned the hand up. Yeah, I was thinking they're going to yeah. burn the hands, but then at the same
0: time, it's like, okay, think back. If you have any more of these, you know, people from other countries coming in, you already know that you can't have any of the quote unquote deformed girls, you know. Out right, there.
1: but maybe maybe a, a ring around the wrist brand um that is going to be super painful because there's so many nerves in your wrists right. and then in that area. Um, would do the job, and that's something they can easily cover with their uniform. So,
0: yeah. yeah. It was something else. And then we get to see what would happen if June didn't comply. Because they take a yeah. walk. And mm-hmm. they have a girl chained up who's pregnant.
1: Oh gosh. And this
0: girl looks like she's kind of lost it already because she's not saying it, anything, but she had tried to drink drain cleaner. Yeah. Which I'm kind of surprised they even have
1: that still. Yeah, I don't know where she got her hands on that.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, we see that she's essentially chained in a room. She has a bed, a rocking chair, and a treadmill. I don't know if you noticed that in the side.
1: Yeah. And they turned off the cause light. I guess this exercise is, is good for pregnancy? I... <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I mean, they say that. But she's going to be off on this in the dark, basically, because they turned off light
1: when they left her. Yeah, like, oh yeah, and totally like changed like an animal. Yeah. Like it makes you think about the old school asylum horror films that you see where you know there they, there's rampant patient neglect and for the really violent ones they do stuff like this too. Mm-hmm. I I mean, yeah, I mean, and June is like, "Oh shit, you know, what do I do? I have no recourse but to comply because I and the question I ask myself is does she care about the life she is carrying inside her belly because it is her child and i do think she has feelings for nick mm-hmm. um even though they kind of you know cooled cooled off there towards the end of season 1 i think she does have feelings for nick and i think that she wants to protect this child that's growing inside her but i don't know she could go either way because that she was she's pregnant against her will and i completely understand if you know that was you know and she, and she even tells Serena in season one you think I prayed for this right so I'm kind of I have I'm, I'm mixed I'm like torn I'm like does she want to protect this child or doesn't she or is she just trying to find her way out and make it out whether she loses the baby or not so she can get to Hannah because Hannah is her ultimate goal yeah I, at this point I, I don't even think Luke is her goal it's just Hannah it's Hannah she she's kind of given up on Luke I think even and I mean, she's, her, her, her mind is set on Hannah and, and has been, even when she found out Luke was, um, alive, you know, her message to him was to, to find Hannah.
0: Which you can't blame her because she now knows what happened to her daughter and what will happen in the future. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And she knows her daughter is alive because Serena showed her last season. And, um, yeah, I just. I I I I I just I wonder, you know, if she cares about the child she's carrying, and I guess we'll find out more as like it goes along. I feel like she does, but I, I kind of feel like she does too, but I'm I'm not sure. It could go either way because we do have a flashback.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's this episode or the second, because the the first two episodes drop together. Mm-hmm. So was it this one where she gets called to the school?
1: Um, the
0: second
1: one. I think it's the second one. Okay. But in this one, we do see her at the doctor's office. Yes, and with Serena and the commander. Oh my! And my they're God. like, "Oh, look, it's our child!" And she's just kind of laying there, like, "Really?" Oh, but before that, that was so good because Serena comes
0: in all pissed off. Yes, and she's like basically whispering, talking shit, and she just looks at her, and I love it. And June just says, "Serena, don't get so stressed out. It's not good for the baby."
1: Like, Which is a
0: total callback oh, to see Yes, Yeah, just totally like straight face, no emotion. And I thought Serena was gonna like try to haul off and punch her. I was waiting for that because I wanted like the doctor and uh the commander to walk in when she tries something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would have loved that, but apparently Serena's too smart for that. But I think she, at some point Serena's going to crack and go ape shit. I'm waiting for it. She's got a lot of pent-up anger. I mean, she engineered this, you know, kleptocracy, and she's got no power within it, basically. So she's going to crack, and it's going to be epic. Yes. That's my prediction. I, I
0: think I'm, I'm right on board with that. And we were talking about that at, at work as well, how, like, how did you not realize, when they started cutting you off right away, that things were not going the way you thought it was? Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, yep. at that point it's too late, but yeah, it wasn't going to happen the way you were like, oh yeah, this will be great. No. But, it got really weird, because all of a sudden one of the orderlies, after everybody leaves and, you know, he's kind of cleaning up and he, he says something to June, but First is Alfred, and you know she's mm-hmm. just like yeah under his eye, and he looks and he's like good luck June,
1: and it yeah, and kind she's of like, uh huh. So like we know he's probably on her side, and well, he's she's the putting one who put the key in her, her boot because he. Was oh, I'm, I guarantee yeah. he's the one. Yeah, she's she's putting her boots on. There's this key with a little red sticker on it. And she kind of looks around the room, and I wouldn't have seen it. I'm just too blind. But she finds <laughs> another little red sticker that opens that key that opens that locked door. And she's, like, on this, like, hunt down this stairwell and down this hallway. There's a flashlight, and she's following red stickers. And she ends up in the back of a refrigerated meat wagon? Yes. <laughs> yeah, with some slaughtered pigs. And and was- pigs are the closest to humans as as far as, like, DNA goes and, like, cannibals call um human meat the long pig yeah. and so to have the pig strung up like that I mean they kind of looked like people it was pretty messed up but the fact that
0: she yeah. runs in there and the door just closes like she doesn't even see anybody mm-hmm. and of course she's freaked out because she has no idea what's happening this could be some <laughs> kind of test and yeah. she, she's on her way and then it's like okay great She's going to survive. That's what I was thinking. Because the next Uh thing we see is the commander on the phone, pissed off, but not showing a whole lot of emotion. Just saying, I'm taking over your command. Yes, there's a pregnant handmaid on the loose. And Serena is just sitting there, like, outside the door, listening, like, crap. And she kind of goes up into her room, into June's room. And just Mm -hmm. sits there and is like reflecting on, I don't know, every crappy thing she's done and what has happened is what I'm assuming up till now.
1: Yeah. And I'm wondering because she told, she told, um, June, Alfred, that as long as my baby is safe, your baby, as in Hannah, will be safe. So I wonder if she may try to get Hannah in order to try to get June to come back. And see, this is,
0: this is a really good thing, and this is where I was kind of questioning, you know, how serious is she about this? Because she knows that if anybody does anything to a child, they're
1: going to die. Uh-huh. So- yeah, the, it's like one of the greatest sins is to put a child in danger. I mean, crazy Janine you know, was just going to jump off a bridge and didn't even hurt the child. She just kidnapped it, but she was endangering the child. Mm. And she got, you know, she was going to be stoned to death for that. So I can imagine that Serena has to walk a fine line, and maybe, you know, she just has Hannah remanded to her household so that she is has custody, maybe, of Hannah.
0: See, and I don't know,
1: because... Fred I mean, does something? she have that power? Yeah. Because Fred was warned basically
0: by Alfred. So.
1: Yeah, she's like, you have to protect my daughter from your wife.
0: Yeah, no, he's like, she wouldn't do anything. It's like, you don't know her.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of like, yeah, that definitely, that scene brought up questions about, okay, is she going to make good on her, um, promise? that as long as my baby is safe, yours is, is she going to do something to Hannah or at least try to get her hands on her to, you know, have some kind of leverage over June. Now that June is on the run missing,
0: (laughs) which this is all scary as it is too. Yeah. But yeah, when they do ultimately get back to, to June, she is again, like kind of stashed away. She's brought into a building and told that, okay, somebody will be here. So nobody knows. And that's kind of how it was with, like, the Underground Railroad. And that's what it was mm-hmm. in the book, too. Like, yep. nobody knew anything other than your next stop. Like, I'm picking somebody up here. I'm dropping them here.
1: Yeah. And some, somebody else will meet you here. I don't know who. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> so it's smart and scary
0: because you're assuming that this person is on your side, and that the next but person... you don't know. Yeah, y- you know nothing, and how terrifying would that be? Like, you're dropped in this place, and it's like, oh, God, I don't know where I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know they're going to be looking for me. Do I just hold tight and, and hope for the best, or am I going to try to make my way out and, you know, find some place to go? What do I do?
1: Yeah, and what's she going kind of on? has to... Yeah, she, and she's just been through horrific things. So she's traumatized and she's just had to see Serena and the doctor and she's just basically, you know, truly escaped. And I'm doing air quotes there because we don't really know for sure. Did she, right. um, or did she just get, get herself into a worse situation? Um, but then we see Nick. Nick is there and he tells her that she's got a, get rid of the clothes and she's got to cut she's got to get rid of the hair and she could she just takes her hair down and just hacks that i know i didn't understand oh my god that is not going to be uh, maybe handmaids are not allowed to cut their hair so it's a sign if you have super long hair that you're a handmaid but i'm i'm just thinking my my ocd was kicking in i'm like there's no way that it's going to be even oh girl (laughs) just like like at least look in a mirror. Do yeah, oh, honey, honey, and then she burns the hair too, which I guess is really smart. Now, what was um, weird to me?
0: Like all of a sudden, all the, she realizes she's she been tagged, which
1: which we know we've seen yeah. that, and that was
0: horrifying. But then she's like, "All right, I'm just going to cut this. I'm going to cut this out of my ear." And I was cringing. Oh God, that was so hard to watch. There was like a lot of blood. Like I didn't think you'd have that much blood from cutting your ear like that.
1: Maybe I don't know if there's maybe like a, i I don't know if – well, it's mostly cartilage, so I think there was probably more blood. Then you might have gotten, but, you know, I've pierced my own ears a couple of times and made them bleed pretty good. <laughs> so um, maybe it is accurate and there would be that much blood, but she's got these white, weird undergarments on. It's like boxer shorts yeah. and a tank top, and now they're soaked in blood, and I think that's meant more to be symbolic than anything else. because okay, that uh, was – oh, my gosh. Because I don't know if you'd get that much blood from cutting that thing out of your ear. And I've got to think that there is a better way to remove that than cutting it off, like like cutting your physical ear. Right.
0: I mean, I don't remember. I know we've seen it. It was like a tag. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was almost like a gauge that they put in, like, the cartilage part or what. But I was cringing, and I know, like, it was hard to watch that just because... How did she not yelp at all? Not even anything. I mean, she
1: Maybe she's just stuff. so numb and in shock that she just went for it. Oh, I, I I don't know. But, I mean, she's still going to have, like, either a gap out of her ear or at least a scar where she had to, like, yank this thing yeah. off that would say, hello, I may not have a red tag on my ear, but look at this. So, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I think that... She could have waited and asked Nick maybe, hey, um, how will you know about getting one of these things off? But, no, she took the things into her own hands and cut that right off, and that's where the episode ends. But we do get a nice flashback uh, to June's former life before she was a handmaid in this one, too, which um, kind of signaled that there was trouble ahead for her. And uh, that is um, when she gets the call that Hannah is home or at school with a fever and needs to go home, oh, and she is at going. work. Yep. Okay. Okay. And she she goes. She's like, oh my god, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, they're like, well, she's, you know, she's got a fever of 101, and she's like, okay, I'll be right there. Well, she's already been taken to the hospital. She's like, uh, uh, okay um and she and she's kind of like crap you know i you know she felt a little warm this morning i didn't really think much of it i gave her some tylenol i thought she'd be fine i didn't think she was really sick and then like she gets to the hospital and they're totally interrogating her they're like did you know that she was sick you right, purposely right. gave her tylenol so that you wouldn't have to miss work now this is something that every mother or parent in their life has done at least once because sometimes – you know kids. Sometimes they're just running a little fever because they're growing or they just had a booster shot or something, and there's nothing wrong with them. And you give them a little Tylenol and you send them to school because you don't want them to miss school and, you know, you you may not be able to miss work. Right, right. I mean millions of parents across the world have done this. And now it's almost like, well, if you do this a second time, you know – We can't guarantee that, you know, she'll remain in your custody kind of thing. Right.
0: When they just kind of say, well, we have to do what's best for the child, even if it's not with you or your husband. It's like, what?
1: Yeah. And, and why were, why are you working? I mean, why aren't you available, you know, for your child at all times? And, you know, does, does, you know, your husband, you know, uh, ever pick her up? You know, what happens when she gets sick? Well, I miss work and I stay home. Or my husband misses work and he stays home. And they're like, uh huh. And as a parent, to have someone question a decision like that, was just like, it was just like, okay, this is the beginning of the end right here. Right.
0: Cause I mean, right. obviously this is when she still had a job. So things mm-hmm. started changing after. And yep. when she gets, even when she gets her home, because earlier in the episode then we see that uh, Luke had to sign papers for her to pick up her birth control.
1: Yeah. Which was crazy.
0: Yes. And, he, and then she's like, well, maybe I we don't pick it up. Really, with this shit going on, all of a sudden you're like, maybe we
1: have another kid in this mess. Mm. Uh No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what yeah. they're thinking. And then, we, okay, we get the answer to what the terrorist attack was because as Hannah is home and she's feeling yucky, on the TV is what's happening with Congress being blown up and there's an attack on the White House, and she can't really watch because Hannah is – Mommy, mommy, I need you. Will you come lay down with me? And ultimately she does. And she's just kind of there, you know, holding her child. This is, well, you know, what you do when you're a mom. But at the same time, she's hearing these awful things going down on the TV. You see loose <laughs> space. You just space. Horrified. Oh yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I remember when I was watching 9-11 unfold and I can imagine it was that level of shock they were feeling. Right. Even maybe even more so. Yeah, and
0: we find out that they didn't actually blow up Congress. There was <sighs> just several people that opened fire from up yeah, in the gallery. Yeah. It's like, holy crap. Yep. It was like a big mass shooting. It's like how so did it, that even happen? What kind of coordinated effort which we all we know? But like how did they get them in? That means there was a whole lot of people on the inside at that point.
1: hmm Yep, just taken down and all the decision makers. Um, you know there are no designated survivors they suspend and we know they end up suspending the Constitution temporarily right. um and that temporarily turns into oh we 're just going to do whatever the hell we want here 's the new regime um it's uh the the brothers of Jacob or whatever it is they call themselves the Jacobians yeah. or i uh, i don't know and they this is how they take over, and it just makes you realize that what if something like that happened? What would happen to our society and how would it change? And it just, it's really terrifying that, you know what, it could be a handmaid's kind of situation. It could be. And it Hmm. is, yeah, just utterly terrifying
0: that something like that could happen. And I can see it not being that far off. And we've talked about this before, especially with, you know, every government, there's something that happens, but When you have people in charge, and we're not, like, pointing anything out, because this isn't a political forum. This is about this movie or this show. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. when you have the ones in charge who are, like, screaming, you know, no, this isn't how the Bible says it. We need this, this, and this. It's like, no, you can't have that, because then you turn and you see this, and this isn't just fiction anymore, this turns into like a reflection of what could be and I don't know if it was you or somebody else earlier today I happened to see it that it was a congressman and I don't remember his name said that um, in the mid 2000s 60% of abortions were um, women in their 20s and had they not had the abortions they would have had children who would now be like consumers for Toys R Us and Babies R Us. Oh
1: my God! So,
0: are you kidding and, me? And then the reply to that was, so women have to have children in order to keep corporate America running.
1: Corporations alive? Yeah, no. I like, call bullshit
0: yeah, on that. You see this stuff, and then you're looking at this, which is supposed to be an act of, you know, complete fiction, and you're like, okay, these are getting closer together. Kind of like we've joked about with idiocracy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like well, it started as a you know spoof, and it's becoming a reality. I'm feeling like this is kind of closing, and it's like you don't want the religious, like, zealots
1: to take over. It, it, and it's and and I know you keep hearing you know how bad Sharia law is, and it is bad. And but any religion in in an extreme leads to bad things, in my opinion. And there are congress people and senators and you know people within you know leadership positions st- saying uh, standing up and saying things like well you sh- a woman should have the consent of her husband to have an abortion or to ha- go on birth control pills and or doctors should be able yeah. to yeah, and in Texas, doctors are able to even lie to patients about how far along a woman is so that that may change her choice on whether she decides to keep the pregnancy or not. And they're allowed to lie and tell her the fetus is healthy. Even like, if that's some yeah. reason. And it's yeah, scary because you
0: watch this and you're like, this can't happen. And that's exactly what happened with my husband and I when we're watching the first season. He's like, no way that can happen because in order for that to happen, this, this, and this would have to and then we watch yeah. the next episode, and he's like, holy shit, because obviously we haven't been able to record ours, because he's like, mm-hmm. maybe I need to watch the whole first season again. But, you know, when you see this, and you have so many people, and and you and I have talked about this before, too, that it's like, no, I can't believe that this next thing would happen, and then it happens, and you're like, oh, my God. No, there's no way yeah. this next thing would ever happen, and then it happens. And it just, like, yeah. slowly moves. And when I watch this... This is what scares the hell out of me, and that's why I really enjoy this if this makes a lot of sense,'
1: uh, yeah, yeah, exactly me too. I mean okay, the one hot topic that keeps coming to my mind is um you have a lot of these unaccompanied minors who are coming over into this country um without proper documentation. And they're usually um, young ladies escaping sex trafficking rings or abusive situations or gang violence or what have you. And they're coming over, and they're putting these detention centers, and some of them are pregnant. And these young ladies in, in the ACLU have had to fight for the right for these young ladies to have the medical treatment um for the ones who choose they want to have an abortion because maybe they were raped mm. you know it, maybe it's a result of incest or and what have you and and so and then you've got these other people who are saying you know oh you know the the best thing about um that could happen in a rape is if you become pregnant because then it becomes a blessing you have people really saying this stuff and then you have people who are basically trying to force these underage unaccompanied accompanied, you know undocumented immigrants into having babies that they don't want or have any way to take care of because they're children themselves and it's just like my my head wants to explode right because it just <laughs> this, this, this stuff, so stuff is happening showing
0: it so yeah all that being said and this first episode yeah. freaking us the hell out Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know how you guys felt, but we want to know. So shoot us an email at contact us at fangirlzone Jennifer and I will read it. We'll even read it on air, discuss it, and maybe if you want to join us for a future episode, you know mm-hmm. we'd happy to have you on to talk to us because we are not the only ones who are thinking
1: that this is crazy and too right. much stuff is looking like reality. Yeah, and I always say the best thing about podcasting is connecting with other fans who like the same stuff that I like and meeting people and having discussions about those things that we both mutually like. So, yeah, bring it. Send us email. Tell us you want to be on the show. Send us your comments, your questions, your theories. We want all of it. We want all of it. Yes, I love it. So,
0: obviously, at this point, you should know where to find us, but check us out at fangirlzone.com. You know, rate and review us on iTunes and any other podcatcher you're finding us on. And Jennifer, you are over at our sister network. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you as well?
1: So I am over at the Hollow Nine Network. That is the word hollow, the number nine, I-N-E. And uh, you can find us at hollownine.com. And I'm on a few podcasts over there. And Handmaid's Tale um, is one that we're doing in syndication in partnership with the Fangirl Zone. So all of the season one is there. And you can also find it at the Fangirl Zone website as well. Um, and then Sean pops in and uh does some guest spots on uh some of our um, other podcasts so um, cruise around check us out and you know we've got a lot up there you you might find something you like
0: <laughs> and of course in
1: uh, season you'll probably see uh, yes. all of
0: us out and about so if you see us
1: come up and say hi that's a definite Oh yeah, absolutely. And our pictures are on the website. Um you know, so uh, you will recognize us um at uh so if you see us out and about, and definitely come say hi. We I love meeting people who um listen to the show and have found us online through the podcast. So It's great. And I love Um I, I will likely person, be too. going Yeah, I will likely be going to DragonCon again this um this uh coming end of august beginning of september whenever it is slated to go i have to look at the dates. i'm so bad but hey if you see me say hey don't be afraid to say hey i will totally i'll, I'll probably hug you uh, so <laughs> fair warning there but um yeah um definitely check out hollow9.com and if you want to send me a direct email my email is jennifer at hollow and every once in a while I'm on twitter but usually I'm in twitter jail um, <laughs> but I am at jennifer9 uh, spelled just like hollow9 uh, the number 9 I N E on twitter so yeah
0: <laughs> all right so we do hope that you guys are super excited about this coming back as much as we are so for this episode of Handmaid's Tale I'm Sean Fangirless And I'm Jennifer Nine. And until next time. Bye, guys.